You're listening to SBS News. Liberal MP and former Minister Alan Tudge has announced he's quitting federal politics. Mr Tudge has been in federal parliament since 2010 and he's previously held ministries in the education and human services portfolios under the previous coalition government. His resignation announcement will prompt a by-election in the Victorian seat of Aston. My likely intent since early January when my decision was cemented following the passing of my father. It's not been an easy decision for me but it is necessary for my health and for my family, amongst other reasons. Um, I certainly have not taken this decision lightly. My daughters, who are um, 18 and 16, know nothing other than their dad being away. They've had to put up with things that no teenager should have to, including death threats, the most recent of which was last week. My son is a bit younger, but I equally want to be a good father to him. And while this profession can be unforgiving at times, serving as a Member of Parliament, though, has been one of the the greatest honours of my life. Days after a suspected China-linked surveillance balloon was identified and shot down in the United States, Australian authorities are searching for Chinese-linked security devices in Commonwealth buildings. An audit launched by Liberal Senator James Patterson has detected around 1,000 units of surveillance gear built by companies linked to the Chinese government, including in the Canberra-based offices of Defence and Foreign Affairs. The Defence Department has confirmed it will remove the recording devices, which include cameras, intercoms, electronic entry systems and video recorders, manufactured by Hikvision and Dahua, which have been banned in the US and UK. Defence Minister Richard Miles says the audit will continue while items are being removed. It's important that this has been brought to our attention. Um, We're doing an assessment within Defence as to where those cameras exist and Um, When we've gone through that process, we'll obviously remove those questions. I don't think we should overreact to this, but uh, it's important that it's been brought to our attention. It's prudent that we do the assessment and we're going to act on it. Uh, This is not a political issue. I mean, these cameras predate the last election. So far, surveillance equipment has been detected in almost every federal government department except Prime Minister and Cabinet and the Department of Agriculture. Liberal Senator James Patterson says Australian authorities need to find out if any images, audio or other data is being tracked by Chinese intelligence agencies. And I'm calling on the Albanese government today to outline a plan to get rid of them and get rid of them all. Because these are companies who are intimately linked to the human rights abuses against Uyghurs in Xinjiang. These are companies who have been banned by the United States and the United Kingdom, our closest security allies. And these are companies who are ultimately beholden to the Chinese Communist Party and subject to the National Intelligence Law of 2017, which says that all Chinese citizens and all Chinese companies must secretly cooperate with Chinese intelligence agencies if asked. Prime Minister Anthony Albanese has dismissed calls for taxpayer money to fund the Yes and No campaigns for the Indigenous Voice referendum this year. The referendum on enshrining an Indigenous voice to Parliament is due to be held in the second half of the year. Mr Albanese says public funds should be off limits for the campaigns. He did, however, express support for a taxpayer-funded factual sharing of information pamphlet to be sent to every voter across Australia to simplify what the referendum is about and provide information about it in languages other than English. Taxpayers shouldn't be funding, shouldn't be funding the campaigns of yes and no. That should be up to people. Someone has a suggestion, by all means, put it forward. I, 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 I'm up for it in terms of uh, you know whether a pamphlet goes out. It doesn't hurt a pamphlet going out. People are going to. 
put things in letterboxes anyway during a referendum. During question time in the House of Representatives, Mr Albanese responded to a question about the upcoming referendum, calling on all sides of politics to participate in determining the further details of what the voice to Parliament will look like in the future if supported in the referendum. In March, legislation will be introduced to this Parliament and uh, then a committee will be established and I'm open to the form of that committee. I want to maximise support for this referendum. I'm not here to say this is the government's position, take it or leave it. Uh, I want to engage genuinely. And I say this to everyone in this chamber. I want the coalition to participate in it. I want the crossbench to participate in it. I want to maximise support for this. And I offer here to the opposition to the opposition to participate in that process in goodwill. And part of that will be the development of further detail beyond the principles that have been established by the referendum working group. And then, then, uh, if the referendum is successful, there will then be a process, again, which I will seek as much bipartisanship as possible. This process cannot be one of Labor versus Liberal. We have to rise above this. Rise above this. I ask them to join me in having an open mind, but importantly an open heart. Opposition leader Peter Dutton responded in question time. There's no moral high ground here. There's no lecturing to take place. Every Australian wants to see a better outcome for Australians, starting with those little boys and girls in Alice Springs at the moment who are living an unimaginable life. So nobody occupies the high moral ground here. We have approached this situation, this proposal put by the government, in good faith. Meanwhile, a plan to increase social and affordable housing across Australia has been described as a turning point for Australian home ownership. Federal Housing Minister Julie Collins introduced legislation to Parliament on Thursday to establish the Housing Australia Future Fund, Housing Australia Framework and the National Housing Supply and Affordability Council. Minister Collins addressed the House of Representatives, saying 20,000 social and affordable homes will be built in the first five years of the fund, and 4,000 of those will be allocated to women and children impacted by domestic violence and older women at risk of homelessness. Today marks a turning point. This government is turning the page on a wasted decade of national housing policy in Australia. Rising rents, increasing homelessness and home ownership out of reach and across our country's cities and towns, the dream of a secure home has become so much harder. Harder for the 116,000 Australians experiencing homelessness. Harder for workers forced to move further and further away from their place of employment. Harder for businesses that want to hire. And harder for the hundreds of thousands of Australians on social housing waiting lists with no certainty and no place to call home. But today is a turning point because instead of another wasted decade, this government won't waste a day working to meet these challenges. A new national review has been launched to assess measures for improving the quality, affordability and accessibility of early childhood education. The federal government has appointed Deborah Brennan to lead a Productivity Commission inquiry into the early childhood and care system. Labor went to the election pledging increased childcare subsidies for families, but this inquiry will go further in seeking solutions to workforce shortages and access and benefits for children, especially those from disadvantaged backgrounds. The inquiry will start on March the 1st and Professor Brennan will provide a final report to the government by June 30th, 
2024. We've got a fa- the foundations of a fantastic early childhood learning and care system in Australia, but everybody knows there's work to do. We've got challenges around affordability, access, workforce, many areas, so we're going to have a really good look at the sector and come up with some suggestions for advancing the system so that every child in Australia gets access to high-quality learning and care. Marcus Megaloconomos, SBS News.